you hallelujah oh i said hallelujah give somebody a high five and tell them that the lord is in this temple give somebody a high five and tell them i'm glad you are here hallelujah second timothy chapter 3 from verses 1 to 5 second timothy chapter number 3 we're going to read from verse number 1 through to 5 you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful, proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends and be reckless, be puffed up, up with pride, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Can I look at verse 5 again in the Amplified? Verse 5 again in the Amplified. It says that, For although they hold the form of piety, that's true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid all such people. Turn from Turn away from them. Hallelujah. We've been talking about unrestrained love. And the topic for today is why you should love God without restraint. Why you should love God without restraint. Hallelujah. Why you must love God with everything. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 22 verse 36 that an expert in the law one day tried to trap Jesus with a question and he came to him and said, teacher, which is the most important commandment of the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, that's Matthew 22, I'm in verse 37. Jesus replied and said, you, shall, you must love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Hallelujah. Now, you will realize that the whole of the book of, if you like, Leviticus, Deuteronomy and Leviticus, God gave the Israelites about 680 commands. About 680 commandments between uh, Deuteronomy and Leviticus. What we must do, what we shouldn't do. And all those things, were, there's a lot of things that God said. And so this religious uh, lawyer who had studied the, the law of Moses and was very, very uh, experienced in the law came to Jesus to trap him with a question. And it says, okay, we have about 600, more than 600 laws to follow. 
Which one out of this 600 is the most important? And Jesus said to, to this man that you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul. This is the first and the great commandment or the greatest commandment. And the second is like the first. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. What Jesus was saying, that like the total summary of the commandment, the total summary of Christianity, the total summation of our relationship with God is that we must love him without restraint. And we must love our fellow man equally. Amen. And many thousands of years later, Paul is writing to Timothy. And he says to Timothy that know this, that in the last days, Difficult times will come because men will be lovers of themselves. What he was saying is that what brings about difficulty, what brings about hardship, what brings about stress in life is when people are selfish. Hallelujah. If you want to see a, self, a, a, a difficult marriage, go into marriage with a selfish person. Hallelujah. If you want to see difficulty, be in a place where there are selfish people. You see, and he goes on to say that these are the people that hold the form of godliness, but they, are, they, 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 they have denied the power of it because the power of godliness or the power of the gospel is to change your life. What is the gospel or what is Christianity if it does not affect your life? If it doesn't change you, then it's not Christianity. If it doesn't change you, then really it has no power. Could what Paul was saying be the reason why in places like uh, uh, the third world places that uh, they believe so much in God and they go to church so much more than the first world, the second world, has a lot of difficulty. How many will agree that in the third world there's a lot of difficulty? And there are a lot of churches. In fact, they go to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day, morning and evening, people are in church. And yet, there is so much hardship in the place. Have you asked yourself why? The reason is because people are selfish. A man would take the government or the money for the whole community that is supposed to build a road for everybody to drive on and they will put a big mansion and they will buy cars with reinforced uh, suspension shock absorbers, and they will not fix the road. So, because they are thinking about themselves. Why should I fix the road for everybody to enjoy and I have a small house? When I can have a, 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 a 20 uh, room mansion and 10 cars with a reinforced suspension, why shouldn't I do that? So that my children and my wife will have a better life and the rest can go to hell. And then when they finish, they go and sit in church. 
because of selfishness. So it makes, us, it, makes it look as if, are these Christians, as if the gospel, it doesn't really make a, a, a difference in any life. No, the gospel makes a difference only when you allow the gospel to make a difference. And it starts with us. Am I talking to somebody? In Isaiah 42, this is what Isaiah says. In Isaiah 42, look, look at this with me. So Isaiah, Isaiah 29, 13. He says that, Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but they have removed their hearts far from me. Their fear toward me is taught by the commandments of men. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 7 verse 6, this is how Jesus puts it. And he answered and said, well, did Isaiah prophesy of, of you hypocrites? As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. I, are you getting it? Selfishness is the basis of all difficulties. When there's selfishness, there's difficulty. I said when there's selfishness, there's difficulty. Selfish reasons for the decisions you take brings hardship to everybody. Hallelujah. And really, selfishness is not a character of God. I will show you someone whose character is selfish. And so when you are becoming selfish, you are emulating the character of that person rather than God. Is that okay? <laughs> Come with me. To Matthew 5. Matthew 5, 45. That you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on evil and the good. And he sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous alike. For if you... No, no. Verse 45 is what I'm looking for. What did he say? What did he say? God's behavior is that you may be the sons of your father in heaven. For he, that's God, for his behavior is like this. He makes the sun to rise. On evil and good people. He sends rain on the just and unjust alike. He does not discriminate. He does not say, because you are evil, I will not send you the sun today. Because you are evil, I will not give you uh, a rain. No, he makes the rain come on everybody like he loves everybody. Isaiah 14, let's look at another guy, verse 13. Isaiah 14, 13, let's look at another guy who has another type of character. For you have said in your heart, this is a guy who said in his heart, I will ascend into heaven. The, how many eyes? Let's count the eyes. I will what? Ascend into heaven. That's one, isn't it? I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Two, I will also sit on the mount 
of the congregation of the fattest fathers side of the north. Three, verse 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Number four. I will... No, 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 no. We are not finish. I will be like the most high. Five eyes. Let, let's rehearse them. I will... The first eye was what? I will do what? Verse 13. Go back to 13. I will ascend... Me, me, I want to be first. I want to be first. I want to be first. I, I, I. Because I'm thinking about I. Me, first. I will ascend. Now, if there were at least three archangels we know about. In the Bible, we know about three archangels. Isn't that true? We know about uh, Gabriel. Do we know about Gabriel? We know about Michael, isn't it? We know about uh, uh, Lucifer. So there are three. If one of these three uh, archangels decide that I will ascend to heaven, I will exalt my throne above God. I will, uh, what's the next one? I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. Then the next one, verse 14, quickly. I will ascend above the heights and I will be like the most high. It means that this one angel out of the three is thinking selfish. Hallelujah. So really, when you are being selfish, you are looking, your behavior looks more like Satan. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't like my message. Look at, look at Revelation, Revelation 12 with me. Look at Revelation 12, Revelation 12, 12. The, the Bible says something there. Let, let, me, let me show you something. He says that, therefore rejoice, O heaven, and you who dwell in them. And woe, somebody say woe. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil, somebody say the devil. Read, has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that his time is short. So you see, the, the writer is saying that, listen, wherever he goes, woe to the people he goes to. Because when he goes, he takes selfishness there. And he makes the people selfish. And where selfishness is, there's a lot of trouble. Hallelujah. So woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has been cast out and rejoice, O heaven, because now heaven is, is becoming love without restraint. Loving God with all their hearts, with all their minds, and with all their soul, and loving their neighbors as themselves. So, you see, when there's true love, there is no issue. There's a blessing, there's peace. Hallelujah. When there is selfishness, there's difficulty. It makes life difficult. Amen. It makes life difficult. From today, please, be, do, do not be selfish. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. I mean, if building a hospital will mean that a whole community will be healthy, then you take the hospital money and you put it in your pocket. So when, when, there is, when you are sick, 
you get on the plane and travel to some other place who had unselfish people to build a hospital and you go and get uh, treatment there and when you are healthy, you fly back to the place you have created selfishness. Hallelujah. And you see, it's, I, I'm showing you that because it's very obvious for you to see. That one. But when it comes to your selfishness, it's not easy to see. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because when nobody will agree that they are selfish. None of the, the selfish person didn't come to church today. We are all selfless. We are not selfish at all. But you can see it in somebody and not in you. That's why I'm showing you somebody's selfishness. See, and these people go to church the most. They sit in the front rows. They are elders and deacons. And, and, and Paul is saying that these people, they make the power of the gospel non-effective, of no effect because of their selfishness. What he's saying that when you are selfish, the gospel doesn't work for you. Hallelujah. That's why this, this year we're saying we're loving the Lord without restriction, without any selfish additions. And we'll love our neighbors without selfish additions. The way you want people to treat you, that is how you treat others. Amen. The way you want people to give to you, that is how you give to others. Amen. What you want people to do for you, you do for, the same, for others. That is what makes life easier for all of us. See, the, 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 the Western world may not go to church as much as the uh, developing countries do. But life is easier in the Western world because they are not as selfish as the developing country people are. Hallelujah. Always think about me. What can I get in this? What, 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 is, what is my cut in this? What do I gain from this? Nobody does anything for free. If we do this, what is my interest in this? If I take your form and take it to that office, what do I get in, in, in return? This journey that, and it's just walking from here to where the speaker is. <laughs> you want the working allowance. Hallelujah. Listen, what does it mean to love God? What does it mean to love God? See, it, it's very easy for you to see it in politicians in a developing country. For instance, one guy died, and under his bed, they found more money than what the country owes. Not in the bank, under his bed, in his room. They found more money under his bed than the whole country owes. The whole country is dead. And the country is the second largest country in, the, in, in a certain continent. Is it second largest or first? It's the largest. I mean, you, you just imagine. One person. And he died. And you see, <laughs> sometimes when I think about it, it doesn't make sense. 
I mean, how much money can you one person, how much money can you spend? How much money can you spend? See, selfishness goes with wickedness. Anybody who is selfish is wicked. Hallelujah. Anybody who is selfish is wicked. The whole country is in debt. Let's say the whole country owes 100 pounds. 100 million pounds. And then the person who is in charge of the whole country dies. And under his bed, we find find 200 million pounds under his bed. And you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You have more money in the bank than under your bed. No, because this same person has money in offshore accounts. The, the monies they retrieve from America and Switzerland is much more than the money they found under his bed. Hallelujah. Yeah. And meanwhile, majority of the people in that country are very poor. Because somebody's lying on their money. <laughs> so in the land of plenty, the average man is hungry. There is poverty because of selfishness. So Paul says that his life becomes difficult. Perilous times happen because men will be lovers of themselves and money. Hallelujah. If we are selfish, we look more like Lucifer. You look, you don't look like God because if you want to look like God, we have seen God's picture in Matthew 5. He allows the sun to shine on the wicked and the good at the same time. He lets the rain fall. You see, rain signifies uh, making the ground soft. So he makes the ground soft for everybody. Even the wicked people make the ground soft so that their business, their, even their dodgy business works. That's what it means. See, when the rain comes, the, the ground becomes soft. So anything you plant grows. So even if you plant evil, it grows. So it allows evil to grow. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? That's God's nature. He allows us to live and let live. Let everybody be happy. Even the bad people, let them thrive. Amen. But for Satan, it's not like that. It's I, 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 five eyes. In just one statement, five eyes, I will ascend. I will be like, I will do this, I will do that, I will do that. I, 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 I. So anytime you are, you are eye-oriented, you are more like Satan-oriented. Satan look alike. Can I give you ten, ten things? There, there's more, but I'll give you just ten quickly for, for the sake of time. Ten things that means or that shows more like you looking like somebody who loves the Lord without restraint. What it means to look like or what it means to love God without restraint. What it means. Is it what it means? Did I say what was why? Why must we love God? Is that what we are talking about today? Okay. 
Yeah, why must we love God without restraint? Why? Okay. All right, so I'll talk about what next, next week. Okay, why? Number one, I said, because God first loved us. Amen. He first loved us. The Bible says that God commended his love towards us in that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? He, he loved us when we didn't love ourselves. Amen? I said he loved us when we didn't love ourselves. He showed love to us when we didn't deserve it. Amen? Number two. Did I give you number two? Because God keeps his covenant with those who love him. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 7 to 10. If the Lord did not set his heart on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other nations, for you were the smallest of all nations, rather it was simply that the Lord loves you and was keeping the oath or the covenant he had sworn to your ancestors that it may, that is why the Lord rescued you with such a strong hand from your slavery and from the oppressive hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is faithful who keeps his covenant with a thousand generations and lavish lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commandments. Amen. So he, 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 he lavishes his unfailing love on who? Those who love him, not on everybody. Amen. So if you really want to see God's hand at work in your life, love God. Incidentally, Jesus explained that if you love God without restraint, you obey him. Because he was explaining to the lawyer the reason why love is stronger than the rest of the thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. All the thou shalt not, you can, you can put all of them on one side and put thou shalt love the Lord on another side. And that one is heavier than all the thou shalt not. Because really, if you love God, it will be easier to obey. How many have been in love before? See, when you love somebody, when you love somebody, you want to make the person so happy, you do what it takes. If the person says they don't like, um, what's your favorite food? <laughs> if, if, they, don't spell our message. If the person says, I don't like, say, I don't like fries. I don't like KFC, chicken and fries. Meanwhile, you, that's your favorite food. The person says, as for me, I just like a salad. And a salad without any dressing. So raw salad, green leaves. You, say, you see yourself say, oh, me too, that's my favorite. How many have done that before? Give me a wave if you have. Oh, only one person. Hey. Yeah, you force yourself to make that food your favorite. Because you love the person 
You do whatever. Like Pastor Sam was saying the other day that he was making some very silly trips. When he didn't have money, he was taking the train to go to, South, uh, to, go to London, 130 pounds each time because he was going to see a girl that he was in love with. Now he's calling it foolish trips because now he has married a girl. But at the time, it, even though it was foolish to him, it was the smartest thing to do. Are you getting it? Even though really, it, it was, uh, he didn't have the money. Instead of using that money to pay for his rent, he's using the money to go and see a girl. Hallelujah. Uh, it's your pastor, it's your pastor. <laughs> the next time he, he's preaching, remember, <laughs> that's your pastor. <laughs> I didn't say it, he said it. But that is what love can do. When you love somebody, you don't have any restraint. You don't have any... You do whatever. You, you obey anything that will make the person happy. Hallelujah. When you love somebody with, with uh, co uh, conditions, then you won't do certain things. Are you with me? For instance, if, if, if Pastor Sam said, okay... I love you, but uh, let's meet in uh, Luton. So you take halfway, Luton. Me too, I'll take halfway. So we'll meet at the Luton train station. His love is not total. Are you getting it? It's not genuine. It's like, it's halfway. Because really, he didn't have money. So it makes sense to do half the journey. And the girl also used to come. To visit, I remember when he was doing his graduation, the girl came. And the first thing she said, when she said to me when she saw me, was like, I have canceled work to come. So he, she has paid double price. Because <laughs> whatever she was supposed to earn at work, she's canceled a plus, she has spent 130 pounds to come. What love can do? Let me go on before I get in trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Number three, God has designed us and made us in a way that our fulfillment is in loving him completely. In Genesis chapter 1 verse, he said, let us make man in our own image. How many remember that scripture? Let's make man in our own image. Which means that God also has a certain image of him, a certain part of him that is designed to receive total love from us. I don't know whether you get the picture. We are made in his image. His image is that his, there's an itch. You know, there's a part of your body your hand can't reach. When it's itchy, you want somebody to scratch it for you. Because your hand is not long enough to get to that point. Are you getting it? So God has that place on his body where only man can scratch. The angels can't scratch. It is itchy there. And so when man scratches that place, can you scratch the place for me? When, when man scratches that, it gives God the pleasure 
And man also receives the total pleasure of life when they get to scratch that place of God. Because that's the image. Are you with me? Which means that when you are serving God without scratching that bit, you are not fully fulfilled. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You are not fully fulfilled because you are not scratching where you need to scratch. In the same way, God is not also fully fulfilled. That's why God said, I have found a man called David whom I, I love more than anybody. Why? Because David knew how to scratch that place. Are you with me? And David also had fulfillment because he scratched the place where God itches every time. And he gave him pleasure as much as he gave God pleasure. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You, 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 you see, if you serve God in any way without scratching it, you don't feel fulfilled. That's why a lot of people don't like going to church. Because when they go to or they have, they don't want to have anything to do with it. They know Jesus is the, uh, and the way. They know God and everything. But they don't, don't go to church. How many know what I'm talking about? They don't go to church. They don't associate because they don't find fulfillment in serving God. Why don't they find fulfillment in serving God? Because they haven't reached the place where they take their hand from their side and scratch God's back. Because of selfishness. Because of what? I mean, like somebody was saying, what do you mean by I won't eat from today to 26? Won't I die? Because, because I want to get close to God. For what? They don't find fulfillment in that. Are you getting it? Because their, their love is restrained. Yeah, they love God to an extent. Everybody on the road loves God to an extent. But they won't go beyond that extent. But we are saying this year we are going be past that extent we have. Everybody has an extent. We are going beyond it. And we are going to love God without restraint. Hallelujah. Ne next one. Number Number four, he wants to give us all that we need to be happy and satisfied in life. God wants to give you everything you need to be happy and satisfied. But you see, he cannot give it to you when you are not fully in love with him. Amen. See, if God was to give you without you meeting the criteria, Satan will accuse him. Amen. Have you considered my servant Job? How there is none like him. Have you considered him? He, 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 he's rich. In the east, there was none richer than, than, than Job. And, and, and Satan said that, that Job served thee for naught. Is it not because you have kept his goods safe? And his household safe. That's why he says to you, if you like, remove your hand and let me test him and see whether he will still love you. Hallelujah. What he was trying to say, what Satan was trying to say is that I don't believe that Job serves you without restraint. He's only serving you because of what you give him. But you let me try him, then you see that he's not serving you for what, uh, because he loves you totally. But what Satan didn't realize was that Job was receiving his blessings from God because his heart 
was without restraint towards God. What I'm trying to say is that when we serve God without restraint, God just blesses us. Romans chapter 8, Romans 8, 31, the Bible says, But what shall we say about such wonderful things? Such things as these. If God is for us, who can be against us? Since he did not spare his own son, but gave him for us all, who won't he also give unto us? Give us everything else with him. Amen. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Amen. He says that if he did not withhold anything, his only son, would he not, with his son, give us everything? He wants to give us everything. But it is, the prerequisite is that we should love him without restraint. Number five, quickly, because of time. Recognize that our affection determines our devotion. The reason why you must serve God totally without re re restriction or restraint is because your affection, someone say my affection, determines my devotion. What, do, what does that mean? Your love determines your servitude or your service. Are you with me? When you love, you serve differently. Amen. How many have been at a job you didn't like? Give me a wave. And how many agree that your service in that place was not, you yourself knew that you were doing a very dead job. You weren't giving anything. Sometimes you leave your mind at home and go to work. Isn't it? Because your devotion is connected to your affection. How many cooked for somebody you loved before. Somebody that you are really madly in love before. Oh, people don't want to be real in this church. Oh. Okay, let's rise and go home. Since you don't want to. You see how you, 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 hey, you love, who did you love? You had your hand up. <laughs> She was like, who, me? No. <laughs> oh, man. You see, you, 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 you are like, you want everything to be perfect. You give so much of yourself. You test every, every five minutes, you are tasting the food. Every five minutes, because you want everything to be perfect. How many know, know what I'm talking about? It's like you are pretending as if you don't know what I'm, say, this thing, I want it to be Perfect. You know, the man is coming to take you out. Every five minutes, you check yourself in the mirror. You check yourself in the mirror. You are trying. You put on your best, your best, uh, your best makeup. And then you stand there. You, I don't want my sweat. I don't want to sweat. I don't want to sweat. I want, I want to look my best. So as soon as I open the door, hi, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy says, I'm coming to get you at 8 o'clock. From 4, you start getting ready. 
How many know what I'm talking about? The rest of you, God should deliver you from lying. Hallelujah. You are, you, you are so anxious. See yourself. You go. Then you go and brush your teeth again. Then you do your makeup. Then Jimmy is also behind the door. Then you also spray mouthwashing. Then you knock on the door. Then you be, hi, Jimmy. Hi. Come in, come in. Are you ready? Come in, go ahead. Hallelujah. Your affection determines your devotion. So don't tell me you love God without restraint. When you cannot cry in your makeup. When you cannot spoil your makeup worshiping him. That same Jimmy, when he left, you remember, you cried and your makeup, your, the, 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 the tears were here, there's no, uh, was also wet, you look like Hallelujah. You remember how you cried? Because your heart was broken. But you've never cried like that in, in, in worshiping God before. When he threatened that, I don't like you anymore, I want to leave you. You were kneeling down to beg him. But I've never seen you kneeling down to worship God before. You don't like what I'm saying. As you stop it. Say, please, 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 don't leave me. Don't leave me, don't leave me. He's going and you, you are holding, you are holding his leg, you're on the floor. And then he's going, he's pulling you along. He said, leave me. No, you are holding, please, 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 please. But you will never lie on the floor to worship God. Never. We've never seen you lift up your hands. Check your affection. Check the level of your affection. You can't even get up to worship. But if Jimmy was coming to your house, you will clean the whole house two, two, two times or three times over. Some people have never done cleaning before. When the guy says he's coming to your house, you will clean and clean and clean. And everybody says, hey, what's happening today? He's like, the whole place is smelling of bleach. Because <laughs> Jimmy is coming. And then when Jimmy comes, like, Jimmy, Jimmy, is this is the Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Oh, the Jimmy, Jimmy, is this one? And Jimmy's coming like, hey. hey. This one is Jimmy. So because of this one, I've been working hard all day, all night. Ah. <laughs> but you see, your, your, your affection determines your devotion. Next one. Let, let me, let's finish. Let's finish. How many have learned something? Hmm. Uh. So number one is what? Number one is what? Number two. 
Number three. Number four. I can't hear you. Number five. Your affection determines your devotion. Amen. Your affection determines your devotion.